Then to continue with Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah, the creed compiled by Imam Abu Ja'far Al-Tahawi, Rahimahullah, with the explanation of Shaykh Salih Al-Fawzan, Hafidhahullah. Then we reached point number 127. And the numbering of the edition here of Shaykh Al-Fawzan. Then we reach point number 127. وَلَا نُجَادِلُ فِي الْقُرْآنِ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّهُ كَلَامُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ He said, And we do not dispute concerning the Qur'an. And we bear witness that it is the speech of the Lord of the whole of creation. Shaykh al-Fawzan, Hafidhullah, said in his explanation, his saying, لَا نُجَادِلُ فِي الْقُرْآنِ We do not dispute concerning the Qur'an. This includes, I mean, not disputing about the Qur'an, it includes not saying that it is not from Allah. I mean that we don't say the Qur'an is not from Allah as is said by the unbelievers. And they say it is from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we don't say what the unbelievers say about the Qur'an that it is not from Allah, it is from just Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't say that. And he said... And likewise, disputing about tafsir, explanation of the meanings of the Qur'an. That's another dispute that we don't do regarding the Qur'an. That we do not dispute regarding tafsir, explanation of the meanings of the Qur'an. So we do not explain the Qur'an from our own selves. Because the Qur'an is not to be explained except by what occurs in the book of Allah or by what occurs in the sunnah of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or by that which the companions said, or by that which the tabi'un, the next generation after the companions said, or by what is necessitated by the Arabic language which it came down in. That's the second type of disputing he mentions that we don't do regarding the Qur'an. We don't dispute about its correct meaning. We don't dispute it from, we don't interpret the Qur'an, explain it from our own minds. Rather we explain it by what occurs in the book, in the sunnah, with what the companions said, with what the tabi'in said, or in accordance with what is demanded by the Arabic language. And he said, so we do not speak about it, with our restricted intellect. Rather, it is explained by Allah. 
the one free of all imperfections, the one who sent it down. Or by the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, who was entrusted with clearly explaining it. Or by the companions, alhamdulillah, those who studied under the chosen messenger, alayhi salatu wasalam, or the tabi'oon, those who narrated from the students of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, or by the language which it came down in. Because it came down in a clear Arabic tongue. So that he further clarified these five ways in which the Quran is correctly explained. Then he said, and as for explaining it by what Dr. So-and-so says, or by what so-and-so the thinker says, or by what so-and-so the astrologer or astronomer says, then people's theories vary. So today they have a theory. And tomorrow they have another theory which invalidates the first one. Because that is from the work of humans. So therefore, the speech of Allah is not explained with these things which alter and change as is done by the ignorant people today. And they say this is from the scientific miracles. I mean, they, those who use present-day scientific theories, which will probably change tomorrow, they use these theories to explain the Qur'an. As Shaykh Fawzan said, this is what the ignorant people do. Then he said, moving on to the next phrase, and his saying, وَنَشْهَدُ أَنَّهُ كَلَامُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And we bear witness that it is the speech of the Lord of the whole of creation. Shaykh Fawzan said, we bear witness that the Qur'an is the kalam of Allah, is the speech of Allah. Allah spoke with it, haqiqatan, in reality. And Jibreel heard it from Allah. And he conveyed it to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam conveyed it to his ummah, to his nation. And his ummah <coughs> conveyed it every generation to the next generation, which came after it. So we write it down, and we recite it, and we memorize it. And yet it is still the speech of Allah.
it is not our speech nor is it the speech of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam nor is it the speech of Jibreel alayhi salam and that's where Sheikh Al-Fawzan ends explanation on that particular point and as for Sheikh Al-Albani rahimahullah then he brings a long footnote here which I'll just quote the first part of he said I say that from the greatest tribulations which have struck some of the sects in Islam because of rhetorical theology ilmul kalam is that they have deviated away from having iman that the noble quran is indeed the speech of the lord of creation in reality not metaphorically and he said and as for the mu'tazila those who said that it is created the mu'tazila they said about the quran it is a created thing then their matter in that regard is clear and exposed however there is another sect which ascribes itself to the sunnah and rebuts this saying of the mu'tazila and others from those who have deviated away from islam and they are i mean this sect they refute the mu'tazila about the quran the mu'tazila said this quran is something created so amongst those the people of the sunnah refuted them but also this group the the ash'aris the ash'ira they also refuted the mu'tazila and said that saying is wrong so sheikh al-bani said here and they are the ash'ira the ash'aris and the maturidis the maturidiyah but they in reality agree with the mu'tazila in their saying that the quran is created and that it is not from the speech of the lord of the creation i mean these two sects who re- who refute the mu'tazila the ash'ira the ash'aris and the maturidiyah they themselves in in effect they agree with the saying of the mu'tazila even though outwardly they refute them <coughs> behind that they actually agree with them he said they agree with the mu'tazila in their saying that the quran is created and not a saying of the lord of the creation except they don't openly state that they take cover behind their explanation of divine speech which they explain to be kalamun nafsi qadim غير مسموع من احد من الملائكه والمرسلين وانه تعالى لا يتكلم اذا شاء وانه متكلم منذ الازل so this is the definition that they give the ash'aris and the maturidis outwardly looking as if they refute the mu'tazila but inwardly agreeing with them he said because they explain divine speech they, de- they explain the speech of allah to be 
eternal speech within the self, which is not heard by anyone from the angels or the messengers. And they say that he, the Most High, does not speak when he wishes. Rather, he has eternally been one who speaks. And then Sheikh Albani mentions a fine refutation. Whoever's got these notes, he can refer to it. It's a long refutation and it's quite involved. Where he, Sheikh Al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah refutes this saying of the Asharis and the Maturidis. Those who outwardly they disagree with the Mu'tazila and those who say Allah's speech is created. The, these two groups come along and disagree with that and outwardly refute it. But behind, they agree with it. Because this, the explanation they give to Allah's speech is this thing that they built from their own logic, which is totally illogical. As, as Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Taymiyyah points out, that they themselves do not have any understanding of this saying. This saying that they make, Allah's speech is just speech within his self. He doesn't speak when he, as he wishes. His speech is not heard. Then he said they built this just from their own intellect. They have no text for it. And they build it just with their intellect, and then in their intellect they have to admit they can't understand their own saying. So then, Shaykh al-Islam in Taymiyyah, he brings a refutation of that saying of theirs.